to the show it's your boy lewis and it's your boy gibby what's going on guys how y'all doing we're back back at it again again after a long hiatus we have returned to your sound waves yo we are blessing your ears so let's start with a holiday recap how was your holidays mr gibbons it was it was swell had a great time Packed on some holiday weight. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a rough time. I think uh, I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. Definitely packed on some of those holiday pounds. But uh, how was yours? It was great, fantastic. Yeah, I got some rest. Didn't work too much over the holidays. Uh, Was back and forth from uh, Toronto to Pittsburgh and uh, with the fiance. It was great. Family time. Nothing too crazy. I enjoyed it. Good stuff. Happy to be back. And New Year's resolutions. You got anything going? Nah, just same. Same, same stuff, same you know. Gibby. Go same to the gym. Gibby. No, uh, I haven't been in the gym in a while, man. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm no New Year's resolution garbage. I just I'm gonna get back to the gym eventually. Yeah, soon. my Not eventually, fact, mine is just be a better person, be eat healthier. So you weren't a good person before. Nah, there's always you can always <laughs> improve. You know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, okay. Uh, be a better podcaster for our listeners, of course. That's that's, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough for us if we're already amazing. Of course, yeah, that's true. But you know, th- yeah. there's not much to improve there. Exactly. But uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, it's all good. Uh, PK Subban he returned to the Bell Center this weekend. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately did not get to watch the entire game. I yeah, watched. Yeah, it's better parts, that you didn't. Little parts, but it's uh, better I saw the final didn't. score and I was, was like, ah, yeah, I missed it. It was. Uh, Definitely not the uh, type of game you want to rewatch, or yeah. you know, those are the ones that you want to forget. Uh, hey, the, the Nashville Predators are, are a good team. They yeah, just, of course. Th- their defense is better. You could just see how they outclassed us. Um, tonight is a revenge game. I don't like to record on game nights, but it's an exception tonight. We're coming back. It's been a while. We're our new schedule is Monday now. Yeah, every Monday we have stuff going on in our lives. So, revenge game tonight against Minnesota. They beat us 7-1 last time out. Mini Pap. Mini Pap. What do you expect tonight? I expect not a 7-1 loss. I'm not going to say we're going to win. I'm just not going to say I'm not going to say we're going to win or lose. I'm just saying I don't expect a blowout. I expect us to persevere and do well this game. Okay, okay. All right. Not not too high expectations. I expect a win and I expect a good win. I expect after Saturday and last time we played these guys, I want these guys to come out hard and I want these guys to kick some, you know what, kulo. Um, and let's wish uh, Amy Johnson a very happy birthday. It's her yes, birthday today. She's Amy. part of the All Habs team. She's at AHL.report. You can follow her on Twitter at Flyers Rule. The best for Laval Rocket coverage and AHL coverage. Happy birthday, Happy Amy. birthday. 25 never looks so good. Yes. Um, so today we're going to talk about current events. Yeah. Habs news. The whole crew is back. So Lizzie is back today. We're going to talk World Juniors. We're going to talk about Jeff Petrie. Should we keep him or let him go? The future of Charles Houdon. Midway Habs review. We got some habit or trash it. You're going to find out who the goat and the donkey are. And so much 
more Mr. Gibbons. But first, this is not possible without our sponsors. Let's take it to Sunspot. What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What if I told you? Now you can. The Sunspot app. Gibby, tell them about it. All right. Sunspot, connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. All right. Now it's time for what has happened since we've been gone. Okay, a lot has happened since we've been gone, but yes. we're just going to go with you know a little more recent. We can't go backtrack that much. But let's start with this story. A man tried to steal UFC strawweight Poliana Viana's phone. Not only did he leave empty-handed, he endured some pretty bad injuries. So <laughs> let me pull up this story here. I got it on my phone. I should, you know, if I was a little more professional, I probably would have had it queued up already. But, ah, it's uh, pro you know, sports. pro sports in back. So basically, she explained when he saw, I saw him, he sat next to me, Vienna said. He asked me the time. I said, I said it, and I saw he wasn't going to leave. So I already moved to put my cell phone on my waist, and then he said, give me the phone. Don't try to react because I'm armed. Then he put a hand over a gun, but I realized it was too soft. He was really close to me, so I thought if it's a gun, he won't have time to draw it. So I stood up, I threw two punches and a kick. He fell, and then I caught him in a rear naked choke. <laughs> then I sat him <laughs> down in the same place we were before and said, now we'll wait for the police. <laughs> and Dude. if you see the picture, the guy got... Yeah, he, Dana he, White posted the photo. Oh, my God. Don't the guy mess got mauled. With, listen, men, don't be messing with women. Don't be messing with anybody. But, yeah, that serves Especially you right. a UFC fighter. My God. MMA, well, you you're going to get You never destroyed. really know, right? But yeah. it, it serves you right, and that's what you get. He got what he deserved. There you go. Uh, Floyd Mayweather speaking of beating, took one round to destroy Tenshin Nasakuya in their New Year's showdown. What a, like, embarrassing. Poor kid. Yeah, you start crying after. Stupid. Uh, Conor McGregor now wants an exhibition bout against him, but he wants MMA rules. Yeah. Everybody um, just wants the easy money, right? Yeah, man. I don't These guys are just money hungry now, and they need the easy money. That's, yeah. that's it. It's sad. I think, uh, and McGregor, like I said, I think he's one loss away from just being irrelevant. Is he starting to become that? Mm. I don't know. He, he he talks a big game. His mouth will always get him fight, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Antonio Brown and the Steelers might be parting ways. Yeah, there's some issues there going on. Apparently, rumors are uh, Big Ben and Mike Tomlin are pretty uh, pretty tight knit crew there, and Antonio Brown isn't about it. I think yeah. I think First I think Lady his ego. Bell, I think his this? ego has been has been tampered with when Juju won the MVP of the team. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, there's, but still, it's just the Steelers right now are a mess. They need to figure out. They can't afford to lose two stars and keep a quarterback who's got what, like a couple years left? He's already on his last legs. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Wayne Rooney was arrested in December 
for public intoxication. So basically, he was yelling, swearing in the streets. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, this is not U.S. This is not England, man. This is probably like a normal occurrence, right? In yeah. England, or did it happen in England? No, I think it. It happened here he in America, DC, right? Yeah, that's right. So it yeah. happened in America. So he's probably he probably thinks he can run around drunk like it's England <laughs> on a normal Saturday night in England. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny funny thing. Uh, Demar Derozan has a career game to help the Spurs beat the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was then asked about DeMar's performance, and he said, well, if he played like that in the playoffs, then maybe he wouldn't have got traded. (laughs) Damn. Let's try that again. (laughs) Shots fired. Kawhi with the shots. shots I love it. I love it. I love it. That, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it's the truth, right? I mean, one game doesn't define who you are, right? You got to step up all the time. If it's true. If DeMar was able to do that when he was part of the Raptors, then maybe it would have been a different thing. Now it's time for the Michael Phelps deep dive topic of the day. So today's Michael Phelps deep dive topic of the day is the NFL playoffs. Mm -hmm. Let's start with, uh, let's break down the games. First, Indy versus Houston. What happened? Uh, That was a beatdown. That was a little bit of a beatdown. Started off, uh, what was it, 21-0? Yeah. Then he kind of came, crawled back into it. Kind of crawled back, ended up being 21-7. Yeah, Andrew Luck, man. Andrew Luck was the reason they won. He came out, he showed Um, why he's still one of the best in the game. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Uh, Dallas came out and beat Seattle by the yeah. skin of their teeth. I mean, yeah. that was a real yeah. tight one to the end there. I thought I thought Seattle was gonna was gonna take that game simply because Dallas uh, South, Seattle's a good defensive squad. They're they're still the good. They're still they're still good, but they're not what they once were. No, but they're still a really solid squad. But yeah, honestly, man, kudos to Dallas. Um, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm not much of a, a Dallas fan. Yeah, they're they're so you know. the rivals, obviously. So I mean, hopefully they Dallas threw some shade as soon as they won the game. They posted a picture on like Instagram or Twitter, like, "Oh, now let's watch uh, the Eagles one and done game." Ooh, yeah. well, they were wrong. Yeah. Uh, but first, the Chargers beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that was. Uh that was kind of weird because Baltimore they almost was, came back. Baltimore was the favorite, were they not? I think so. Yeah, which was kind of weird because I'm pretty sure Baltimore, like, I don't know. I I look at the Chargers and I just I think that they're a better squad than Baltimore. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a close game. Did Phillip, you think that they should have put Flacco in at some time? Uh, pretty boy. At some point of the game, yeah. Um, I think. I don't that, think Jackson was ready. I don't think Lamar Jackson. Yeah, was I, I don't think he's he was he was ready. But it, it brings that L. It, I get why they kept him in. It brings that extra element, the yeah. the the rushing game. So it keeps uh, the defense on the toes. But hey, they lost. See you later. Try yeah, again. yeah. I think, like I said, I just think Lamar Jackson wasn't ready. Yeah. I think uh, you know the better quarterback came out and 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 won the game. I think they're Baltimore's offense. Like looking at it, like they're not. The greatest offense. Yeah. Um, and then the Eagles beat the Bears. My squad. The Eagles. What do you got to say about it? Um, honestly, man, so obviously I watched this game from beginning to end. The other games I just kind of tuned in a little bit. So the Eagles surprised me. I had them losing. 
I did take them to cover the, the spread, but I had them losing. Um, but honestly, man, the defense stepped up huge. And I, I'm curious to see how they're going to match up against New Orleans. But as a whole, the game was good. Nick Foles become, is, is Nick Foles. He's playoff, playoff man. Big blank Nick. Um, <laughs> big blank Nick. <laughs> yeah. Won't say the word, but everybody just think of a word that rhymes with Nick. Starts big with Richard Nick. Nick. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Honestly, when uh, we scored the touchdown to take the lead, and everybody was messaging me saying, oh, that's it, we w- you guys won, that's it, oh, big win. And I'm like, I was literally telling everyone, I was like, man, chill out. I know, I knew it wasn't over at that point. And then, and then it came down to the, the field goal, the game, like potentially game-winning yeah, and field goal. And this is where I want to take over. Let me break it down. Okay, this is exactly what let's happened. What's your kicker's name? Ours? Yeah. Oh no, what's God. the kicker's name, the guy? Uh, Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Former Eagle, by the way. So Cody Parkey, former Eagle. This is what happens. You know, he gets, this is it. He's got the game on the line. Mm-hmm. Everything is on the line. This is what happens. This, this goes off in his head. He steps up. He steps up. He's ready. Concentration. The crowd clapping. He hears. Let's go. Bears fans. Bears fans. Also, some Eagles fans in there, you know. Hey, he's blocking him out. He's blocking him out. That's okay. He concentrates. He steps back. He hits that first kick. Time out. What a beautiful kick. Time out. He got iced. Ice the kicker. He got iced. The best trick in football. The oldest trick in football. They iced the kicker. And that's it, man. Everything was off, man. (laughs) They blew him out the water. He attempts to kick. Little tip on the thing. Hits two posts. And it's all she wrote. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough one for uh, for Cody. It's crazy how much icing the kicker works. I swear to God, like it's it's crazy. I, I don't just... know. I don't know if it would have worked though. Like if you really think about it, Buddy got Buddy. They confirmed that it wasn't a missed field goal. It was actually a blocked field yeah, goal because they got a tip on it. But still, he made the first one. So if they yeah. didn't have that timeout and they didn't use yeah, it, yeah, sometimes yeah. coaches don't use it. They say let them try the first one. Maybe right? they iced the lineman because the lineman allowed Buddy. To block the sh- the the punt, <laughs> yeah, the field him. goal. He was by like a one a one a thousandth of a second. <laughs> yeah. He was outside. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it was a crazy way. I love football playoffs. It's love definitely something great. And that was our Michael Phelps deep dive topic of the day. You don't want to talk about the uh, splash, by the way. You don't want to talk about the upcoming matchups. Uh, Who's up? No, nah, we'll move on from okay, that. Okay, fair enough. Um, Big, good matchups, though. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the, Go on results. the score We'll app. talk about the results next week. Go on the score app. Um, so Alex Ovechkin, he turned down an all-star appearance. Um, he's going to have to sit one game. What do you think about this, you know, having to sit one game for turning down the all-star appearance? I mean, it's like a one-game suspension, essentially, just because of the fact that... I mean, it, there's no, like, obligation for it, but it makes... Obviously, the all-star is the top guys, and if not having one of the biggest, in my opinion, the best, one of the best goal scorers of all time. I know, but the guy's been at, like, every one. Yeah, I know. You know, like... I know. But if you don't, if you don't let him, if you don't make him sit the one game, and then what about other guys that have sat yeah, before? I guess, but I think that if you have, like, a certain amount of games in, 
Like, you should have at least, yeah. like, you know, the option to take it or not. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, or it should be up to the team to say, listen, OV doesn't want to go. We want this guy instead. Like, it should be yeah. up to them. It shouldn't be somebody else controlling the picks. Uh, the double IHF, though, they want an NHL-sized surface at the next, uh, at the Beijing Olympics. So they, they kind of, I, I think why. that will help attract the NHL players. Yeah. Because I know that, I think that's an issue from the league. They feel like having the players go over there, play on that surface, then come back, it may mess with their game a bit. Mm-hmm. So that's something that they want to do. And obviously you've seen the all-star team rosters. The coaches yeah. are Paul Maurice, Todd Reardon, Bill Peters, and John Cooper. Any good group of guys. Any shocks on the rosters? Mm, I'm, I'm more so shocked that guys like um, Morgan Riley got snubbed. Yeah. He's a really good player. There's only so uh, many guys from one team. Plus, you have the home team who's got. Yeah, like, I don't you know, honestly, man. I don't think Austin Matthews should have gone. Yeah, not opinion. this year, right? I don't think he should have gone. But like he I was said, injured for a little it's while. It's a popularity contest. Yeah, it's I don't a popularity like that. I don't contest. Like that. It is. It I is. I don't I, like it. I get it. Um, time for some Habs news. All right. So for those of you that don't uh, live under a rock, I'll just make a little announcement. Habs prospect. Ryan Paling, named MVP of Team USA and the tournament. Wow, congrats. Really congrats, good on Congrats, man. Looked... That, you know, like, that's, that's great stuff, and you got to give him some claps. So. Yeah. Great, great performance by Paling. Loved it. Great job. Great job, kid. Uh, moving on to another Habs prospect, uh, Alexander Romanov, which, by the way, turns 19 today. Hey, um, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Uh, he <laughs> was named Russia's MVP. <laughs> And he was also named the D-man of the tournament. Wow. Yes. Oh, there you go. There you go. Claps all around. Claps all around boys. for the boys. Uh, another has prospect. Caden Primo. He was robbed of goalie MVP. No bias here, by the way. <laughs> but, but he posted a 4-1 record, 1.61 goals against which is eight goals against on the tournament, <laughs> and a 9-3-6 save percentage. 118 saves on the turn. Wow, that's impressive. No bias. The kid just took over the net and didn't want to give it back. Congrats to the kid. He did a fantastic job. No bias. Uh, Former Nikita, former Hab, Nikita Sherback has been placed on waivers and he was not claimed, so he'll be sent to LA, the LA Kings affiliate. I mean... Yeah, the Habs had uh, an opportunity to claim him yeah. and send him down. So the other team. Yeah, no, Every but I'm saying team. if if the Habs claimed him and, and nobody else him claimed right him, they could have sent him down. If he, nobody else claimed him. Oh, okay. But because uh, they, pl- they placed him on waivers before. Yeah, Fair but enough. basically the way it worked is you know the Habs organization decided to completely cut ties with their firm, yeah. firm, former first rounder. It's done. Yeah, cutting ties with another guy. Uh, Canadians have placed David Schlemko on waivers. Well, they're not cutting ties. They're going to cut ties. They're going to cut ties over there. So we'll see you tomorrow if he gets claimed. If not, uh, Laval, bud. All right, bud. (laughs) And big news here. Montreal reclaims the 30th overall in power play rankings as Columbus (laughs) falls to 31st. Oh, climbing up. We're climbing on (laughs) up, eh? Climbing on up. We're uh, looking good. To the beast. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) And now Montreal, uh, unfortunately, has fallen out of the wild card spot. They are now one point behind both Buffalo and the New York Islanders. Yeah, that was very, like, I looked at that. It, it hurt me. It hurt me a little bit, but it's okay. We got a game tonight, and let's see if we can crawl right back up there. Yeah, we'll see, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Pro sports. And Carey Price. 
will not participate in the All-Star game. He's been fighting a nagging injury and needs the rest yeah, for I the like second it. half of the season. I like that idea. I, I do like that idea, but um, honestly, I think it's better that he has, like, he ha- everybody knows he's has, he has that nagging injury. And in the presser, I believe they did confirm that it was a little bit of, it's not irritation, it's more so inflammation. So I think with some rest, hopefully, uh, and taking the All-Star game off, hopefully it'll heal up 100%. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Yeah, that's it, I man. Let him rest right up. Decision. We need him. He's looked, he looked like he's returning to form, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have him rest. He will have to miss one game like Ovechkin, but hey, it is what it is. Today's song of the day is by Lou Josie, Vacation's Over. Vacation's over, back to school again. Vacation's over, back to school again. No more running around, summer's gone again. I remember when we had a day, nobody saying don't you stay too late. Have a Listen is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. We're all uh, back. We're all back. Because, you know, we were all gone, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just you this time. We were all on vacation or we're just enjoying the holidays. How was your holidays? Um, The holidays were good. I can't complain. Some nice family time. I worked a lot of it, which sucked, but it was fine. Um, New Year's was good. Saw some friends. You know, the usual. What about you guys? Did you guys eat a lot of turkey? <laughs> no turkey. I had no turkey. Yeah, me either. No turkey. I had I, had, I had Chinese food like every other Jew on Christmas. <laughs> you, is that your thing? Like, Is, is that, that what they do? They do. They it's like Chinese an food? ongoing joke because it's the only thing that's ever open yeah. on Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. So all Jews eat Chinese food on Christmas. That's yeah. like a joke. But <laughs> actually, you know true. what? I think I, I, on Boxing Day, because... A lot of things are closed too, right? I had Chinese food on Boxing Day, I'm pretty sure. Mm, right, on. So right on. Maybe it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. They never close. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always open. It's true. Yeah. Always open. <laughs> All right. 
So that's good. Everybody had a good holiday. Now, during the holiday, this is a perfect place to start, was the World Juniors. Yeah. So let's start with our World Junior breakdown. Gibby, how good was this Canadian team? Why did they fail? Um, I thought they were a pretty good team. Uh, they lost to the gold medal winning Finland, Finnish men, boys, whatever you want to call them. Um, the reason why they failed, I honestly think they could have won the whole tournament. I think what had happened was they ended up sitting on the lead. They played a little bit too defensively against a strong powered offense, offensive Finnish team and uh, bad bounce. They ended up tying it, forced it to overtime. Nice little goal. Um, so yeah, I think it was a poor, poor coaching by letting the team sit back and play defensive, especially in a, t- in a, in a fast paced junior tournament where there's always going to be goals. Yeah. Lizzie, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think kind of the same. I also think coaching, but, um, I don't know. I thought that. I I didn't really liked what Tim Hunter was doing just because there was no, when you're playing a tournament like that, there's so few games and you have so short of a time to really mesh and find any cohesiveness as a team and some chemistry. You got to try things out. And I just felt like he stuck with the same lines, the whole tournament. He wasn't really able to change anything up and see how other things might work. Um, and yeah, the the final game, I thought it wasn't very well coached. Um, I mean, I don't blame Comtois on the sh- on the breakaway shot there, but I think a lot of people thought it wasn't the best decision. You obviously can't blame that on the reason they lost the game, but I just thought it was not the best coaching I've ever seen. And yeah, I thought it was a good team. Um, I think they definitely had a chance and there was a lot of... Good talent, um, some unlucky bounces, and there you have it. Pro sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the back end was definitely the more talented part of this Canadian team. So I wasn't mad at playing defensively that much to defend the lead. I think that that was their strength. I think the forward group didn't possess that killer instinct, and I don't think it, it falls on personnel. I think it could be a combination of the line combinations, like Lizzie was saying, like they should have tried some different things Mm -hmm. when things weren't going right. Definitely coaching. I think that this team was good enough to meddle in this tourney, at least. Um, But I think overall, the overall assessment of it, it's a testament to the increased competition in this tournament. You know, it's just getting harder and harder to win it. It's no longer just like three good teams, you know what I mean? There's other good teams in this thing. And I think that Canada is either getting worse or just not getting better. And the other teams are just getting so much better. So, you know, they've been a dominant force in this, in this tournament for a while. And I think the scales are starting to shift. But I think it'll only help uh, hockey, uh, hockey Canada moving yeah. forward. Because, you know, it's a great tournament. It's always a treat to watch. And I think that now with the competition level rising up, this will push them. Mm-hmm. But I think, like I said, it just... I don't think it was lack of talent. I just think it just didn't mesh together. You can blame it on coaches, you, the coaching. You can blame it on the lines. Or you can just blame it on it was just bad luck too, right? Yeah. They could have won that game. They had opportunities to win that game, but they didn't have that killer instinct. And that's one thing that I thought they lacked this year. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, I think this was the first year in, I believe, eight tournaments that 
Canada didn't medal. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So that's that's tough. That's a tough one. It was a tough loss. It was tough. And yeah. if you look at the if you look at the group next year, whoo, oh man, poor Germany. What is it like? Russia. <laughs> it's USA, Russia, USA, Canada. Canada. Uh, Oh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic, exactly, and then Germany. Poor Germany. Wow, They're and Czech Republic. <laughs> but that's a that's yeah. another bracket which we could potentially not meddle in. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's going to be tough, tough, right? But that's that's yeah. the way the tournament is. So I thought it was good. It was an f- entertaining tournament. Like, you know, I, I am proud to be Canadian. I, I cheer for Canada. But I watch the tournament to watch all the players, our, the Habs prospects, yeah. everybody. So I, I enjoy the tournament, even if Canada doesn't medal. Obviously, I want them to win, but it's still such a great tournament to watch. Um, but let's talk about the Habs prospects. What do you guys yeah. think uh, of the Habs prospects in this year's tournament? Gibby. All right, so I'm going to start off with uh, Ryan Paling. Uh, I, went, I broke everybody down. Um, obviously, for those of you that didn't watch, he won the MVP of the tournament and the forward of the tournament. Uh, he fin- he ended up finishing with eight points on the tourney, which uh, he was placed in second for the points leader. He was one point behind. Um, overall, I-, I feel like he really impressed me. Um, and I think one big thing that I did notice was he improved his skating, which yeah. uh, which was one of the biggest criticisms that he uh, faced. So good to see that he improved the skating. I'm uh, really excited about this kid. He looks really good. So hopefully at the end of the year, we can uh, sign him and hopefully maybe see him next year. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Alexander Romanov, um, I <laughs> Russia. man, I honestly, I thought he looked fantastic. I honestly yeah. thought he looked fantastic. He uh, he looked like he was a man playing against kids, which could become could come from the well, experience. Well, he plays with men already. Exactly, too. could come from the experience in the KHL. Uh, he ended up finishing the tournament with eight points as well. He won D man of the tournament. Woo! Um, really excited. I feel like uh, Timmins and Bergeron got a diamond in the rough here. I really yeah I, yeah. Again, they got a lot of criticism for taking him uh, in the second round. So good for him. Uh, another guy who had a really good tournament, Caden Primo. Caden. Uh, he ended up, uh, <laughs> he didn't win the goalie of the tourney, which I think. Robbery, bu- robbery. Yeah, I think he could have. It was, it, was, it was an argument there. Um, he ended up taking over the starting role in the USA uh, goaltending roster. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> he ended up winning the starting he role He won there. the job. He won the uh, job. Just, <laughs> just keep it simple, man. Simple's better. <laughs> he ended up finishing with four wins, uh, posted a 9.37 save percentage. And a 1.61 goals against. So, again, Timmons, my boy. He drafted him in the seventh round. So, uh, another diamond in the rough here, guys. What about you, Lizzie? Well, that's pretty hard to follow up, Mr. Stats over there. Yeah, sorry. Um, I actually, I still have a couple other guys that we didn't talk about. I was going to say, cool. there's, yeah, four more, but that's few. cool. Well, no, leave cool. some for Lizzie. What do you, yeah, what yeah, did yeah, you think cool. of the other guy? <laughs> Sorry I didn't do my, my homework as well. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm the stats guy here. I have to impress. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, this year he said that, That's hey, fine. I got to live year, up new to my Gibby. name. New year, new Gibby. <laughs> That's good. We need a stats guy. Um, we have I, one. I'm right here. Hello. Fine. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, Paling was unreal. I really enjoyed watching. I agree. Um, you know, obviously it's a tournament where you want to cheer for your own country, but I, I'm not going to lie. I watched a lot of the U.S. games over the Canada games just because it was really exciting to see some of those guys. Um, 
So that's pretty exciting. I am hearing a lot that he wants to finish school. So I don't know if we'll see him next year. Hopefully we will. Mm -hmm. Um, But one guy that I really like that stood out for me um, in terms of Canada was Josh Brooke. I thought that he was really solid. Um, And I think that's a guy we could potentially see next year sooner than later hopefully hopefully and yeah i thought i thought he he looked really good in the tournament suzuki obviously um you just see like he's such a passer and i think he would just so fit with the style of play that the habs play i could really Mm -hmm. see him fitting well with our with our style so um that's exciting definitely and who we missing uh there was a couple guys well you're missing uh jesse alonin Oh, right. Oh, you're alone in. Yes. I also just want to say that I really like that Caden Primo is also CP. It's just. Yeah, CP. (laughs) Love it. What is it? He's number 29, right? CP 29. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I I don't think we would see him for a while. uh, Bryce can pass the torch over to CP 29. That's That's what I'm seeing, right? Hopefully that's what it's written like that. It's, like, uh, written in the stars there. Yeah, like, again, I was very impressed with all the Habs prospects. I think Olofsson was probably the least impressive out of everybody, but I think that that might just be the Swedish team. I thought they were underwhelming. Yeah, so I was going to touch on this. I, I'm not going to blame him, per se, for having the bad tournament because I was looking at it. He's naturally a center. They yeah. played him at the wing, and he, they actually played him against Kazakhstan on defense. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, they did. The, yeah, For, the, the I think Swedish it was one team of the just was a mess this year. So, like, you kind of can't blame him, but honestly, I, I don't see from my from what I saw, Olofsson reminds me a little bit of a JDL, JDLR type guy where he's a <laughs> strong defensively, like he plays that two-way hockey, like a center role. But uh, it doesn't have too much off uh, offensive. Yeah, power, but then but again, like we he's ha- still young, we have so to we'll take it, we have to take this tournament with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, of course, there's guys who have performed amazing in this tournament and don't even make the NHL. So again, you can't be blinded by these performances. It's good to have good performances because mm-hmm. sometimes guys do come into the NHL and tear it up. Yeah, but sometimes guys don't. So I mean, Look and I Zach think late, yeah, and I think lately <laughs> it, it's happening more more often than not. Guys aren't coming out of that tournament and yeah. playing very well. So I think, um, but yeah, I was um, impressed with with Olafson was the least impressive. Paling yeah. obviously I thought was uh, phenomenal. He just is such a complete. He, he's really turned into like a power forward. Mm-hmm. Plays in front of the net on the power play. Love that. Um, and Romanov, yeah, was a huge stand. He was an. I think that, uh, yeah, like, I, I love mean, him. The guy looks fantastic. He plays a complete game for a defenseman. Physical. He can skate. He can shoot. He can pass. Just, I mean, not bad for a second round long shot pick. Uh, amazing. Yeah. And Jesse alone, and I, I was impressed with him. I mean, it's a, it's a Finland team that was stacked. I think with talent up front. Yeah. But he was able to score his goals. He showed his nice shot. I think that this kid could find his his way onto this roster eventually. I think he'll be a good winger, mm-hmm. especially you know later down the road when some of the older guys have yeah. to leave. I think Yolonen, we might see that guy. And a guy who didn't play in the tournament was Yoni Ikenin. I think he was injured. Yeah, he's hurt. He was injured, and he just had come back, so there wasn't enough for yeah. him to, to make the team. But that's another guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. But overall, great, great yeah. performance. 
by the, the Habs prospects. And Tim. just a great tournament overall. Shout out to Timmons. Get some claps there. All right, moving on. Charles Houdon. His agent has stated that his player wants to play in the NHL, and he is unhappy. And he either wants to play for the Habs or play for another NHL team. So basically, in layman's terms, he wants to be traded. Yeah. Is his time done in Montreal? Uh, Gibby. It's tough to say, honestly. It is really tough to say. The guy, he's only played 23 games. Um, out of He's only played half the games, pretty much, because I believe the Habs have played 42, if I'm not mistaken. And in those 23 games, he only has four points. So not exactly the best season he's having. Uh, last year, he had a little bit of a better season. Um, I honestly, he, I, I don't think he's done, per se. I don't think he's going to crack the roster to, like, as, as an everyday guy anymore. I think he's just that, that extra forward, the 10th forward guy or whatever, 13th, whatever. I don't even know math right now. Um, <laughs> but honestly, He's that 10th forward, you know, on the top line. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I, don't, I don't see him being an everyday guy on the Habs anymore. So I think you give him your, his wish and trade the guy and hopefully let him crack a lineup. I think he's going to be – I think he's a really good player. And I think uh, – Really? Yeah. A really good player. Okay, sorry. Not a really good player. I think he is a good player. I think he's a good third-line guy who can perform, like an Andrew Ghetto-type guy. We trade mm, him. Andrew Ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> I, you trade him, and I think he'll do okay. On an, I think you give him an opportunity. It won't be with the Habs, but I think he'll get an opportunity So you think else. there's untapped potential in Houdon? I wouldn't say untapped, but I'd say that I'd he, say untapped. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. Okay, so take Sorry. it over from Don't, there, Lizzie. Just, yeah, just, let's just hear saying, it, Lizzie. Just let's, saying. That's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Lizzie. That's perfect. I, I, I really, really like this guy. This is a guy actually kind of, he's, he's kind of the victim of just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, in my opinion. I just think that he, he is an untapped talent just because he never really got much of a chance and to develop into a, a, some type of an identity. I think that this is a guy who we kind of bounced around a lot. He's been in and out, in and out a hundred times on a million different lines. And he just never really got any type of a chance to develop into anything. The thing I always really liked about his play is that whenever he did get a chance, he always brought a hundred percent effort. And I thought that he always really played with, um, I don't even know the words, but he, he, he just, he brought it every game and he, he flies, he's all over the ice. He, he really looks like he's fighting for a spot. Um, I get it. Internal competition is great. And I'm totally of the belief that you go with your best lineup. And if he's not that, then, you know, that's, that's great too. But I do think that we've had some log jam in terms of our bottom six forwards and he's yeah. kind of fallen into that. And, Putting him into the fourth line when he's really not a fourth line player and expecting him to produce is not really fair um, because he's not a fourth line guy. He's probably more of a second or third, and he's just never going to produce in that position. So, look, good on him. He wants to play in the NHL. He he definitely has potential to play in the NHL. So if he's 
sitting there in the press box seeing that there's just not really a role for him. Um, I'm sure it's a tough position for him to be in because he's a Quebec kid. You know, that's every Quebec kid's dream to play for the Habs. So I'm sure it's that, you know, it's not easy, but I think he has to do what's, you know, that's probably the best move for him and also probably the best move for the Habs because, like I said, it's kind of fits into that log jam there at the bottom. And I think that, you know, should he find his place in the NHL and and really find some type of an identity on a line, he could be really good. And I, if he were to go, I would, I would, I would think that we would see him perform somewhere, someplace. So what what would you think his untapped potential could be? Like, what do you think? Like you're saying he could be a second line guy. Um, depending on the team, maybe, maybe not on one of the best teams, okay. maybe, I think he could put, put, like produce more points. I think he could score more goals. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just think putting him in and out, not really being part of any line. It's kind of hard to yeah, it's, do that. It's, I, I, it's not even just Houdon. Like so many yeah. guys have, have literally fallen to being the four, being on the fourth line and expecting to produce, and then they end up losing. Yeah, everything. you see, but that's the problem. It's like, okay, maybe he needs a spot in the top nine or the top six, yeah. but there's no spot for him right but now. But there's no spot. That's, there yeah. is no and spot. That's why you and he's not You're a not going to bump someone else. Yeah. Right, so basically, it's like, I think he would fit better on a team that is not a playoff team because mm-hmm. he needs some time to get more comfortable. He needs some time to develop a little bit more. So he needs a team that's going to give him more minutes. I I don't think with the Montreal uh, pushing for the playoffs right now, I don't think they're the team to do it. What do you think of a team like Arizona? That could be a team that could give him a spot. I mean, just some teams who are like deep down. Like there's some teams like... (laughs) Arizona can give anyone a spot. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like his time is up here. I think he's shown signs of promise, but he lacks consistency. And I think that... The biggest issue here, especially with Claude, is, you know, Houdon lacks the ability to play two-way hockey. And I think that his negatives are out uh, shining his positives right now. And like we were talking about, he could fit into another team's system. But at this point, I think that he it's safe to say that he's an interchangeable bottom six guy. And I don't know if he's going to find a regular spot in the lineup. You know, I'd be surprised if he becomes anything more than that. Like, mm-hmm. just have maybe there's untapped potential. He had a whole season last year. I know it was a shitty team, but still, like, it's just I don't know. Like, I just don't see him becoming anything. And this this is becoming a trend. I think that a lot of Habs fans and all of us we fall in love with our own players, but realize like if you put this guy on any other team, he's in the same position. You see it with yeah. Sherback. You've seen it with a bunch of guys we gave up. You know, even Sven Antragetto, he, he wasn't <laughs> like, you know, it's not like he freaking was a world beater. You yeah. know what I mean? He hasn't really been that good. He's been pretty much a third line guy. Yeah. So I just think we fall in love a little bit too much with these hometown guys or some of our own guys. I just don't see it in him. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope he gets an opportunity to play or maybe he comes back into the lineup and proves himself. But right now, it's a no for me, Doc. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Anything else on Charlie before we move on? Charlie. Bye, Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Yeah, he's a goner. (laughs) Uh, Jeff Petrie. This is a guy who could be a goner or maybe not. Maybe he's here for the long haul. He's having a breakout offensive season. He signed for two more seasons after this one. 
He has a modif- modified, a modified <laughs> no trade clause. But should the Habs sell him while he's hot? Should they sell high or ride out his contract until the end? Gibby, what do you think about it? Okay, so I looked up his contract. His contract is a cap hit of 5.5 per year. Uh, and he signed until 2021. So pretty good contract, very friendly, very cap friendly for a team that's looking to take on him. Um, currently has take, take 20, on him, take or take him on, take him on, whatever, man. Uh, currently has 29 points in 42 games, uh, so he's on pace to beat his previous career number. So he's on pace for career. He's having a career season. Now, in terms of trading him, I don't think we do. I don't think it. I don't think so. Sorry. I don't think it. Oh, my God. I'm all over the <laughs> don't place. Don't funk it. Um, I don't think you should trade him. I think you will. It's so – if we were in the position of being a non-playoff – like, if we weren't in the playoffs, I think it would be – like, if we – sorry, we're not in the playoffs right now. We're one point behind. But if we were on the verge – if we're on the verge of making playoffs and we have the potential to make playoffs, I don't think trading him – is a good idea. I think if we were not in a playoff position, then it would definitely be an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not. I don't. I think in his contract year, we will be trading him because right now he is thirty-one, so he is aging. He'll be thirty-three by that time. So I think we can trade him, and he's played. He's had a very good tenure as a Hab. So I believe we traded him for a third and a fifth. So I think once Bergerman does trade him, he'll be able to flip him f- and add more value than just a third and a fifth. So it'll be good on him. So I think at, in contract year, you trade him. I don't see us trading him. Unless he signs a, a nice haircut extension because he wants to stay in Montreal. But I wouldn't... Yeah. I, personally, I don't, I don't think he... I don't think he'll be on the Habs anymore. I just don't see it because you have guys like Josh Brook, who's a right-handed shot. You have Shea Weber, who is going to stay around, obviously. I don't see Shea Weber being gone in two years. Um, we'll move Shea Weber to the left. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, don't, I just don't see it happening, but I do see them trading him in his contract year. Okay, Lizzie? Well, his wife is best friends with Angela Price, so that could change things, right? Ooh, that's a game changer. Yeah, and they got yeah, young kids changer. in Montreal. They must <laughs> love the city. Yeah. I like him. I think, well, I mean, I'm always of the belief, and I've probably said this before on here, that if there's a good trade to make, you make it. But I don't think we're shopping this guy by any means. I think, um, yeah, I think he he's one of those guys also that he definitely works hard. He's proven himself at this point, I'd say, to be potentially that second line, second pairing guy. Um, I think that should we get to a place where we're at the end of the contract um, and, you know, maybe the numbers aren't working out for us and there's a good move to make, absolutely. Um, but for now, I say we probably aren't shopping him. I think we're pretty happy with him. I'm pretty happy with him. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that he's creating offense is great and we should, you know, we're, we, those kinds of defensemen are, are a little bit harder to come by. So I think it was a great pickup. Um, and let's, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would, I would ride it out till the end. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Agreement? Agreeance here? Agreement. Agreement? I thought agreeance was a word. It's not. <laughs> Did I say agreeance? No, but I thought it wasn't. We're it was all in word. agreement. Yes. I think, you know, we do have two months of hockey here. So, like, if we just, like, put ourselves completely out of it, 
maybe you can explore a trade with you know with with uh, Jeff Petrie. But I like him in the second pairing role at 5.5 mil. I think he can hold the fort long enough for the likes of Jolson, Josh Brook, and others to fully arrive. I mean, yeah. he's a guy who can hold that. And at his cost, I think he brings, you know, what he brings is worth it for, for 5.5 million. I know he's he's frustrating player at times, especially when he had to fill the void. But still, he did step up. He did play yeah. those first pairing minutes. And you got to give him kudos for that. It wasn't always pretty. It was ugly at times. But, hey, he stepped up. Not a lot of guys can step up and fill those shoes for as long as he did. He did that. That's worth something. Um, and, yeah, I think if he didn't have two more seasons after this, then maybe this conversation would become a little more serious. But still, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, it's not completely off the table. But not this year, I don't think. Yeah. So Jeff is going to stay. Uh, so let's do our half season review. Um, I guess we've seen enough now to figure out who are these Montreal Canadiens. So tell me, who are these Montreal Canadiens? What do they need to improve? And what should they do at the deadline? Lizzie, we'll start with you. So I was thinking a lot about this question because I feel like I'm a little, for a while at least, I was in this place where I was thinking I was really down on it because I just kept feeling like same thing we kind of said at the beginning of the season we're we're seeing a lot of young you know development and there's a lot of really good looks but again we're like such a high chance we can miss the playoffs by such a small amount and then it leaves us in such a silly place because we're not really low enough to get anything great at the draft but not necessarily high enough to make the playoffs um and then I've I'm I've kind of rethought it and I'm thought it yeah rethought it and I'm over that rethunk it it. (laughs) and I'm I'm totally done with that thought I'm over it and I'm totally happy and stoked about this team I think we're a young team and this has been a huge year for us um for our fans for the kids um for our development Um, I think last year was like depression in Montreal. It was awful. The end of the season, off season was so depressing. Just thinking about it. it Um, And there was so many question marks coming into the season, like so many. And there's been so many, you know, players that have really developed and shown so much potential, um, which is amazing. And I think that it's been a great, experience developmentally for all these young guys. So, you know, looking particularly at a guy like Domi, who's so come into his role, mm-hmm. um, Drew N, who, even though I actually hate on the guy more than anyone, <laughs> like he's also shown a lot of potential that we hadn't seen. Um, and then like all down the lineup, Kakaniemi especially, which was a huge one for us because we actually were able to draft a centerman, which mm-hmm. was huge. So finally, my, finally. so my <laughs> thought is this is a young team who, will be a very competitive, great team in the next five years. Market, you heard it here first. Um, and whatever happens, even if we miss the playoffs by a little bit, I think this is a huge year for us. And I think it's good for us because even if we miss, we come back next year hungry to get back there. And um, if we make it, even better because, you know, we probably won't go very far. I think we all know we're not the Stanley Cup winning team here, but it's great experience regardless. So I think... Make it or not make it, we're in a good spot. Um, 
And what was, what do I think we should do with the deadline? I think we probably won't do much. You probably never know with Bergevin. He likes to surprise us. Yeah. Um, so really Expect anything possible. <laughs> exactly. Just brace yourself. Um, but I think we, we have a ton of draft picks. I think we have like 11 or 12, something double digits. Um, we have a lot of young prospects. Um, so he, there's a lot of things he can do, a lot of things he can move. Um, but unless to me, unless there's something that becomes amazing, um, in terms of finding that left-handed D, I wouldn't do anything. Um, because I think we've mostly filled a lot of our positions. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know what? I really liked, I really like this season simply, first of all, not we, over yet. <laughs> okay, I really okay. I like how this season. Let's just end is, it here. Yeah, that's it. Forty-two games <laughs> in, we're done. No, I'm but done. I really like how this season is turning out because first of all, we're the Canadians' identity is we're a young, high-intensity, in-your-face team that won't give up, and that that's tough to play against. Especially if we do make playoffs, that's going to be a tough team to play against. Um, now. As for the reason why I really like this season is because a lot of people always used to say, oh, you guys can't do anything without Carey Price. Well, Carey Price is arguably, he is doing a lot better now in the past couple games, but he isn't having Carey, he isn't putting up Carey Price numbers realistically. So the fact that we are being, we're still a brink playoff team and Carey Price isn't exactly having a Carey Price season, it goes to show that we're not just we're not just a, a team that's relying on our goalie anymore. Yeah. We're a young team. We have a lot of people. We're st- like our, st- our, our shelves are stocked with prospects. We have young guys still developing. We have a Kotka Niemi who the kid is a stud and I love it. Um, now, as for in terms of improvement, obviously, I think we need a left-handed D-man to play with Weber uh, or a left D. I always say left-handed D-man just because I like that. I like having that left-handed D-man. Yeah, well, that's the standard. That's the yeah. standard. I just like the standard. I want to stick to that. Um, so, yeah, I think we need a left-handed guy. I do think we need a third-line guy, a better third-line guy. Armia plays really well with um, with Kotkaniemi, but I think Armia is better suited on the fourth line. In my, That's my opinion. Like I, on a perfect team. On a perfect team, I think Armia is very well suited on the fourth line, and you'll see him show what he showed in Winnipeg. Um, now, as for the deadline, um, actually, Bergevin, I don't know if you guys heard it, but Bergevin yeah, had, a presser, had a presser, a midseason yeah. presser today. I think it was, what was it at, at five? But whatever, regardless, he basically, what I said, he's not going to really do much. He's, gonna, he's not going to sell the future just to get a rental player because he is still building for the future. Yeah, and he's not giving which, up no first round picks. And he's not giving up any first round picks, which I love. Um, so for me, I think what you do is you get you trade guys like Houdon. You, tra- you try to trade a guy like Alsner. Um, obviously, with Alsner trading him, you're going to have to retain some salary, which is fine because we have a lot of salary cap. Um, but I think you try to trade the guys that are – not gonna, not in your future. So guys like Houdon, guys like Alsner, you're, you can. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you can. Like you can trade Shaw. I think you can trade Shaw. I don't want to just because he's having a really good year. And now with yeah. him being injured, 
it's kind of tough. But you trade guys that you're going to get some value for, so some picks. You try, just literally stock the shelves for some picks. But Jordy Ben is a clapper now. Like, yeah, but Jordy we can't ben. get rid of Jordy. <laughs> Jordy's true. That guy's got a clap bomb. He's terrible, man. Just remember you said that next week. <laughs> what, me? Or No, about Jordy Ben. Yeah, what, me saying Jordy Ben's trash or Lewis saying Jordy Ben's good? No, Lewis saying Jordy Ben's good. He's yeah. got a clapper, man. That guy scores. He's yeah, a goal he scorer. Yeah. Two goals <laughs> and then disappears. Man, he's trash. He has a good No, beard. he's That's a good it. He's a good third-pairing guy. No, I he's think a good he's perfect seventh on, D-man. He's a good seventh I think he's D-man. good on the third pair. I do. I think he's suited there. He's a seventh guy. He'd look but, good in a Leafs jersey. Anyway. No one looks turn. good in a Leafs jersey. Don't ever say that. No one looks good in a Leafs jersey. Alsner would also. <laughs> Listen. The Habs, to me, I think are pretty much where I expected them to be. Battling for a wild card spot. This is what I expected. Now, I said it at the beginning of the year. I said if Carey Price was back on his game and they could hold the fort until Weber came back, this would be the case. Now, the five-on-five scoring, I think, has been the biggest surprise to me. The defense is exactly what I thought, or lack thereof, really, is exactly what I expected, right? I mean, I think... Right now, if this team could find a little bit of consistency on the power play, I think they'd be able to take a step up in the standings and maybe even get themselves out of like some of those bad games that they get themselves into that they're not really moving their feet, their power play, if it was a little better. Maybe they could be in those <laughs> games. Um, but I think this is where I expected them to be. I expect them to be in the mix. I don't expect them to run away with a playoff spot. You know, I think Mark could become a buyer he'll be willing to listen for sure at the deadline but you know at the end of the day we all know what we need we need a d-man to play with weber and if that comes at a decent price um of course he's gonna do it but you already know he said it in his presser today he said the world juniors just finished they're gonna want guys like romanov brook suzuki paling I'm not giving none of those kids yeah. up. So, you know, those kids can't be touched in my eyes, too. Like, those guys in particular. Romanov, Brooks, Suzuki, and Paling. I'm not touching those players. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Then we can talk. But you know teams. You know what teams are going to want when they call. So I don't think a big deal is in the works at the deadline. I do think that you're going to see a couple depth moves. And, you know, if we're going to make the playoffs and you hope for the best, you make a couple depth moves, that's it. So, uh, you know, this year's trade deadline show, which we will have. And Lizzie, she's yes. still deciding if she can join us. But we're going to have our T-shirts. We're going to have our <laughs> popcorn. We're going to have our beverages. And we're going to be reporting live on the trade deadline. <laughs> uh, okay. Now it's time for a game of Gotta Have It or Trash It. Here we go. Have we played this one before? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Gotta Have It or Trash It. I'm your host, Lewis Lewington. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) You got Lizzie, you got Gibby. This is edition of Gotta Have It or Trash It. I'm going to give you guys a scenario, and you're going to tell me Gotta Have It or Trash It and why. Gibby, we'll start with you. Did you There's just no say, competition. Time There's no Did competition. Did you just say scenario? A scenario. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Continue. Yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's not a competition. It's just okay. opinion here. So no no worries. No winners. <laughs> Nobody. Everybody's a winner here. Okay. <laughs> Finally. Uh, so a Montreal versus Toronto first round matchup. Got to have it or trash it. Man, if you say you got to trash it, you're terrible. 
You gotta have it. Original six, big rivalry. Come on. I you gotta I, have it? You gotta have that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love it. Okay. Lizzie, gotta have it. Montreal versus Toronto, first oh. round matchup. Gotta have it or trash it? Gotta have it. Would be fun. I'd probably lose a lot of friends, but I'm okay with that. My, my relationship you, might be over. Also where are okay your friends? With that. Where are your friends? I'm going to need Xanax. <laughs> I definitely want to see I it. I need, yeah. I think you would need to medicate. Lots I, of medication. Yeah, I think if I want, if it wanted to see it, I think it would be in the first, in the first round. I think later on, uh, I wouldn't want to see it. I think it would be more heartbreaking if we did lose. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, that's that's what we all want, right? We want competitive games. We want to be at the edge of our seat. I think that that series would be phenomenal. All right, got to have it or trash it. Ryan Paling joins the Habs this season for a playoff run. What? Ooh. At the end of his college year. Ooh. I don't think he can, though. Yeah, I think he can. Can he join Just us? Just go with it for the scenario. Uh, I'm gonna say you gotta you gotta trash that simply because uh, you don't want to add an extra guy and throw off a bunch of chemistry. You don't want to throw off a bunch of chemistry. I think you just stick with it. And plus, I don't think he's allowed to do that. I think he can sign and play. No, because <laughs> at the end of the year, uh, you've seen it uh, with Donato. Ryan Donato did it with the Bruins last year. He didn't he come? Yeah, yes, he that's yeah. true. He you did can do it. it. Out of okay. college, you can Absolutely. sign a pro contract. Okay, out of college, you can sign a pro contract and play. So, yes. so would that burn his first year? Uh, that I'm not sure. I'm sure it would, but yeah, maybe. Who maybe. cares? Wait, didn't we also do that with Subban? Okay, I continue. think no, but Subban wasn't in college. It's okay, different. no, I know, but we okay, he fine, was, fine. Okay, I'm trashing it, but yeah, Lizzie, Lizzie, gotta have it or trash it. I'll have it. Why not? Sounds exciting, if, especially if we're gonna play the Leafs in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get that center depth. <laughs> I'm get in the it. big, big boy yep. paling in there, and then Why he not? can't go back we're to college. Gonna... We own him, so there you go. Yeah. We, we, you know, and, and he'll fall in love with us. He'll love us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Montreal, eh? Oh, don't you know, eh? <laughs> Minnesota. Mini uh, Pat. <laughs> Noah Jolson finishes the season with the Laval Rocket to continue his development. Got to have it or trash it? Uh, Got to trash it. I'm, uh, I'm not, a fan of, not a fan of the development with him. I think he is an everyday NHLer now. Um, yeah, I'm trashing it. I don't like it. I think he's an everyday NHLer. Let's come back once uh, you're done there, bud. Lizzie, your boyfriend, what do you think? Obviously trashing that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, of course. First of all, it's not like there's much better options right now. So if if there was, it'd be a different conversation. But I agree. Seems like an NHLer, plays like one, looks like one. I'm in. Okay. So you would, yeah, I think... I think he's better Trashy. suited on the last pair, I think, instead of Ben. Yeah. Right? Jolson over Ben. So hopefully he comes back from his injury and we see Jolson back in the lineup. So, yeah, I'm going to trash it too. <laughs> Charles Houdon deserves a spot in the lineup over Kenny Agostino or Michael Chapu. Got to have it or trash it? Uh, trash it. Uh, I don't want him on the fourth <laughs> He's not a fourth line guy. I don't. I, I don't think he's a fourth line guy. I don't play him on the fourth line. Those two guys are fourth line guys. Keep them the way. Keep things the way it is. That fourth line has looked pretty good at times. Chapu is sometimes out to lunch with some heavy giveaways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna trash it. I don't. I think Houdon, if he's not playing on the third or third line or more, I don't think he should be playing. Lizzie, uh, I will have it. I'm not a fan of shampoo, just for whatever reason. Shampoo? Don't, 
Chapu, I don't <laughs> see it. And I like Hugo. I mean, I agree. You should have been on the fourth line, but whatever. You'd rather see still, him over still Shampoo. Still having it. Yeah, I don't like Chapu. <laughs> okay. And Agostino's like, okay, I don't know. He's fine. Yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of uh, Agustin and uh, Shampoo. <laughs> yeah. I'm really getting sick of those guys. So, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Houdon in there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to say got to have it. <laughs> so, Finland. So, we all win? Okay, no, got to have it or trash it. Oh, there's more? Finland yeah. is now hockey's new superpower. Gibby, got to have it or trash it. Oh, man. The fa- okay, I'm, I'm dying of laughter. <laughs> the fact that you just used... Agostino <laughs> in literally one of the workers at our old jobs, like real name is hilarious. Agostino and shampoo. Um, okay. So <laughs> what was the question? Oh, uh, Finland. Is Finland now the new hockey superpower? Uh, I wouldn't say the superpower. I'd say they're definitely a top three team for sure. Habit or trash it. So I'm going to trash it. I wouldn't say they're the best, even though, they, even though they won the gold medal. I don't think so. I think this was a poor coaching element that Canada should have pulled away in one, but uh, yeah, poor coaching. So Lizzie still think Canada's the guys. I'm going to have it just because they produced Kakadiemi. They're obviously the best. They, they have Kapo Kako. They have Hepponiemi. Yeah. Hepponiemi, <laughs> Kako's long lost brother. That's obviously crazy. Country making the best players. I'm having it. All right, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> Habit, man. They've been great. Finn players are like, it feels like, you know, you got uh, Patrick Lane, you got this Capo Kako, you got Hepa Niemi, you got Katka Niemi. Who knows how many other... Lekkanen? How, Lekkanen, on, how, who knows how many Niemi, something Niemis are out there? <laughs> anti I mean, it's crazy. Well, you have, a, you have anti Niemi. <laughs> I mean, hey, last performance was what, like a 47-save win, right? So <laughs> yeah. you got Niemi. So yeah, why not? Let's go with it. Got to Habit. Fair enough. All right. Now, you know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Pick Weekly by We pick sports. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a a, a long overhaul, but I still have all of the recent games that we picked. Uh, So I went one and one like 17 weeks ago. I in took, 2018. Yeah, in 2018. Uh, I took Chicago. I, I took Winnipeg over Chicago. Uh, I took them 5-2. They ended up winning 4-3. The Sunday game, I took Buffalo. I took Boston over Buffalo. I took them 3-2. They ended up losing 4-2. So pro sports. Uh, now I'm 9-13-1. A little bit of a rough go for me, but whatever. Lizzie took the Friday game. She chose Washington over Carolina 5-3. They ended up winning 6-5. Um, and then you took Buffalo over Washington 4-1 on the back-to-back. They ended up losing 4-3. Uh, so now you are 14-8, and still pretty strong. Um, Lewis, the Friday game, took Edmonton versus Edmonton over Philly 4-2. They ended up winning 4-1. Ooh. And then he took Carolina over Arizona. A little bit of a gimme game, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he took them 5-1. They won 3-0. So, Lewis, in the last game, last weekly sports pick of 2018, went 2-0. Hey! So, he is now 13-9-1. Ooh, so Lizzie's Catching in first out. by one? Yeah, Liz, I'm, I'm out to lunch. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to... New year, new Gibby. Here are my new picks. I got Dallas over Philly 4-1. Um, and then... 
I believe that was the Thursday game. And then I got Minnesota over Detroit 3-2. That was the Saturday game. I could be wrong, but I'll confirm later. Uh, My picks are... So wait, what did you say for your first one? Uh, Dallas versus Philly. Okay, okay, sorry. So I got the Friday game, Florida versus Calgary. I got Calgary 4-2. And then I got the Sunday game, Tampa versus the Islanders. I got Tampa 5-1. Fair enough. Lizzie, what you got? So I got... I hear typing. Lizzie is literally (laughs) counterbalancing one of our picks. Watch. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I was just making a minor adjustment. Yeah, watch. I'm telling you, one of her picks picks are going to be one of our games. I guarantee (laughs) it. No. I'm catching on to you. Watch. Go. Let's hear it. No way. So I have two Saturday games. Sabres over the Lightning, four to three. Ooh, okay. That's 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 a good one. That's a good one. Well, I've faced a lot of heat, so, you know, trying to step it up. And then I'm taking the Golden Knights. Who are they playing? I forget. Um, oh, they're playing the Blackhawks, and I'm taking them 5-1. Okay. I've Fair never enough. picked the Golden Knights in anything, so we're going with it. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good. Great. It's settled. Lizzie, thank you again for joining us, and enjoy the game. Go Habs, go. All right. Thanks, All guys. right. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Back at it again. <laughs> Thanks for Lewis muting Gibby. And Gibby and <laughs> Lewis <laughs> muted me. Uh, they'll probably hear you in the background. It's okay. Yeah. It's gonna be gold. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, that was we're, high hopes because uh, we have high hopes in in Habilis in town. Yeah. So we're not gonna do quick thoughts because we're running a little late and the game's gonna start. But let's do our goat and donkey of the week. Who's going to be, Gibby? All right. So my goat of the week is Richard Nick Foles. Okay? Big (laughs) Big Richard Richard Foles. Foles. (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend. Nick Foles. So for those of you living under a rock, Nick Foles and my Eagles won last night in a nail-biter game. But Nick Foles continues to impress, holding a 4-1 and record in the playoffs. And of course, a Super Bowl ring last season. He set a record for the highest QB passing rating in the playoffs ever since the Super Bowl era. The Eagles were a five and a half point underdog and just like last season have just been overcoming adversity with Nick Foles under center. 
the guy, he, he, was, he was on the verge of retirement and decided to give it another shot with the Eagles. And look, now he's a Super Bowl champ. And hopefully he's looking to replete, repeat the Cinderella story. So repeat that, or deplete. Yeah, whatever. He's so for that, he's my goat. <laughs> great, great. My goat. It's a little closer to home. Mr. Trevor Timmons. Mm-hmm. He's my goat because it seems like his garden is starting to bear fruit. And I'm talking quality fruit. I'm talking enormous, organic, pestifi- pesticide-free right. fruit. The Habs prospects had an amazing showing at the World Juniors, and I'm starting to feel very confident in what the cupboard has to offer. I think going forward, this, this Habs team is going to be great, and I think Trevor Timmons is a big part of that. So, Trevor, this week, you can skip leg day because you are the GOAT. <laughs> and both of these men are ice cold. Ice, ice, ice. Donkey time. Ice in the veins. My donkey is the Team Canada fans, in parentheses. Fans. So, as we all know, uh, Comtois ended up uh, missing that uh, very key penalty shot that could have won the game. But these despicable humans in the Team Canada fans, again, fans, um... They ended up attacking the kid. He's 18 years old, okay? They ended up attacking him on his social medias, telling him to kill himself. Just a bunch of just despicable and gross things. And you know what? I'm just here as a man trying to tell everybody, and hopefully Comtois is listening. We, as Canadian, real Canadian fans, we appreciate you and what you did. Despite you missing that, that penalty shot, you know what? At the end of the day, it's sports. It happens. Completely understandable. But these, these gross fans, to, to basically, in nicer words, shit on Comtois is, dis- is disgusting. And they got to remember, like, the kid is young. So for that, you Team Canada fans, give your head a shake, and you guys are my donkey. Yep, Definitely. Yeah, the kid did did everything he could. He had a good tournament. The yeah, kid he was had a good. Great and, tournament, man. Hey, it's a tough tournament to, to win, and uh, I'm proud of all all the guys. Um, my donkey this week is Cody Parkey. <laughs> Cody Parkey. Now, listen. I hate to you know pile on here. I feel bad for the guy. I really do. Sorry, but Co- Cody Parkey, man, you're the donkey. It was his 11th missed kick of the year. It's a game-winning field goal. It's your home field. It's the playoffs. You need to make that kick, buddy. I know people are saying it was tipped. Sure, it was tipped. But as a kicker, you have one job, and your job is to get it done. And today, I'm sure he feels like a donkey. He smells like a donkey. And when he looks in the mirror, he sees a donkey. Shake it off, buddy. You cannot skip leg day. You better freaking participate in leg day, my friend. Next four months. If you don't want to be the donkey again, leg day. Don't skip it. All right. Now it's time for Fantasy Hockey Update. 
All right, so last week we uh, I faced off against How You Druin. I ended up beating How You Druin 6-5. Lewis lost to Maxtro World. Alzner's Ulcers lost 8-3 to Maxtro World. Yeah. Team Domination beat I Know What I'm Druin 8-2. Blaine and Treg, the Habs unfiltered matchup, they ended up... Well, no, they didn't end up tying. Sorry. Um, what ended up happening was Blaine persevered, and he won 8-5 against oh. Bergie's fourth liners. And Pasta Primovera beat Montreal Rehabs 9-2. Girl LaFleur got a spanking. <laughs> lost, right, lost to Rags Ariche 10-2. And then Battle of the Basement... Attitude Era beat Forever Canadians fan 7-6. <laughs> Battle of the face. So the standings are Rags to Richet is in first, How You Drew in second, Team Domination in third, Your Very Own Gibby, Grab My Pekka is in fourth, Montreal Rehabs in fifth, Lewis's Alzner's Ulcers in sixth, Pasta Primovera in seventh, Blaine's Hellborn Inhabitant in eighth, Our Very Own Girl Luffler in ninth, Attitude Era in tenth, Forever Canadians in eleventh, Treg's Burgie's fourth liners in twelfth, Maxtro World in thirteenth, and ending it off is I know what I'm drewing in fourteenth place. And he does not know what he's drewing. <laughs> he definitely does <laughs> not know what he's drewing right now. Uh, all right, that's all we got now. We got to go because it's seven thirty three. Game's gonna start. Thanks again. See We're back. Ya See ya later. Have a great time.